the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show's your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guest I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, at the movies, whether political, social, economic, whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. I am here in the studio. I am a patient man, and I am waiting for my wife to call. Me and her are supposed to be doing this program together today, and I'm sure she's going to call. Definitely, I know, at the house, where, where she is, there's a lot of stuff to do all the time. I mean, you know, there's meals to prepare and cleaning to do, and she's an expert in all those things. But I don't care. She's supposed to be on the radio with me. Uh, this is Relationship Wednesday. That's the time when she is supposed to call. And so I'm waiting for her to call. Uh, she knows the number. I'm I don't starting have... to think she doesn't want to see me. <laughs> see, and even Dominique is being hurt by it. I'm going to have to ask her. You know, she's going to have to do some counseling when she gets on here. She's going to have to help Dominique. She's getting a complex now because, you know, first of all, she Dominique wants her to come in. She's got to come in once in a while. Uh, but that's okay. She can do it from home. But Dominique at least wants to make a connection, you know. So, so Sister Moss. she's a lovely woman over the phone. Yeah, you're right. And, and she's lovely, uh, period. Uh, but <laughs> when you see her, you'll right, know. Right, but, but I only talk to her over the phone. Oh, there so you go. I need her to come in. Well, she's got to come in. She better come in now. She's making me look bad as the head of the household. The, you know, <laughs> number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And this is the Bible Talk program. That's right. You're at the right place if what you want to talk about are biblical issues, whether they be Christian living, marriage, whether they be apologetics, cult apologetics, uh, theology, systematic theology, all that is what I do. Uh, my name is Pastor Emmy Moss, called by God to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and so that's what my focus is. And I deal with social issues as well, uh, as long as they impact upon biblical understandings. And so definitely uh, that's... Um, uh, why I'm here, and you can call. And uh, right now I've got a caller, and I need to talk to her, but she gave me a wonderful card. Thank you for your kindness. Uh, this is from uh, witnessforjesusinspanish.net, uh, and she says Google Play AP, APP, an app, that's what that means, and it's, a, it's I Can Witness for Jesus. And I'm going to get her on the air to tell you a little bit more about it. She can go into some details. Hello, Allegra. How you doing? I'm doing great, and uh, thanks so much for a wonderful introduction. 
Yeah, um, the name of uh, my book is actually an audio book that you can download to your Android phone or you can download to your computer. And the purpose of that book is to teach English speakers how to witness for Jesus in Spanish. Uh, the book is 98 pages long, and it has 26 audio files. This is a great tool, especially if you want to do evangelism in the Spanish-speaking area or if you're a missionary and you just want to know yourself how to introduce yourself in Spanish, how to witness, how to witness for rededication, uh, bringing back people back into fellowship with Jesus Christ, how to get themselves saved, amen, based upon Romans, uh, the book of Romans, praise God. So it's a wonderful book. Like I said, go to Google Play or go to my website, witnessforjesus.net. Well, that's great. You know, and it's, it's so wonderful that God raises up people with all kinds of interests and all kinds of gifts in this business because everything uh, needs to be marshaled together and used for the proclamation of the gospel. So we thank you very much for this. Amen. Uh, it's really good to do. Uh, if you want to be able, if you can't speak Spanish, but you want to be able to witness to people in Spanish, then this can help you. Yes. So uh, do exactly, exactly as she says, witness for Jesus. Uh, in Spanish.net. And thank you for calling right. and thank you for the wonderful cards you sent me. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. She'll be calling again. I hope she does. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Oh, there she uh, Oh, there she is, Mrs. Moss. Hello, Mrs. <laughs> Moss. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? <laughs> well, I, I'm doing okay now. My blood pressure is going down. I'm feeling oh, more relaxed because you weren't on the air when I thought you would be, honey. I mean, you know, you tell I me a certain I time. I had two things. I had uh -huh. two things to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I kind of underestimated the time. Uh huh. And uh, you know, I was doing my favorite thing. You know what my favorite thing is? Eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you very well. And and then I, uh, I said, oh my goodness, it's, it's time, it's time. Let me put the food away. And I put the food away. Then I ran in here. I saw down the numbers, but I kept dialing the wrong number. I didn't have my glasses on, so I was half. Just all types of excuses. That's horrible. But I'm here now. That's the main thing. Yeah, you're here now. But, you know, I was, yeah, you're here now and you sound all nice. Now, what happens when I'm late, when I'm even just five minutes late or, or you know, or three minutes late? What happens? Absolutely nothing. Oh, wow, boy. I'm going to have to pray for you. <laughs> oh, me. Y'all don't want to see the sight. You, you know, I'm not going to confess that on the air. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, everyone, to Relationship Wednesday. Me and Sister Moss here together. We had a program last time dealing with uh, emotional needs. Is that right, Mary? That is correct. And, and we're still yet dealing with emotional needs. All right. For, for first-time callers, tell us, what, what definition are we dealing with here? What does emotional needs mean? Well, you mean? know, I kind of came up with, with emotional needs as being a craving that, you know, when it's satisfied, it makes you feel good, happy, makes you feel fulfilled. And it involves um, uh, the understanding, and another word I like to use is empathy mm -hmm. and support of one an, uh, uh, of one another for of, of one person for another. What I was trying to say there. Uh, so that's that's the definition I have for for emotional need, and it's something that's that's definitely needed in in in, in the relationship for sure. All right, and last uh, in dealing with this, at least uh, we we want to finish our uh, complete exploration of it. We already covered uh, how many? Is it eight of them or ten of them? Uh, we covered seven. Seven. What? Well, which were the ones seven. that we completed? Well, we completed um, affection. We dealt with that. We also dealt with sexual fulfillment. Uh, conversation, also known as 
the word also known as communications, uh, recreational companionship, honesty and openness, um, attractiveness of one's spouse, uh, and financial support. And we had a brother to actually call in and, and to give that answer. But, you know, you, you may want to just elaborate on that, that financial support because that can encompass quite a few things that's financial support in that marital relationship. Yeah, well, financial uh, support is very important. And, you know, it used to be a time in our culture, things have changed quite a bit. Uh, it used to be that the man was always the target of being the one who was the uh, sole provider for the family. But, you know, over the years, that's kind of changed. The Bible, yeah. the door was always open for it. But now, you know, you got women who work just like men. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, uh, uh, financial support has to be there. And the man, in many cases, is not uh, uh, the only one who is, uh, you know, has to be there to do that. However, I would say this, Sister Moss, and you might agree with me, if it comes, if push comes to, to shove, and there's only one person who would, would be responsible, if they have to be, for financial support, uh, it probably should be the husband. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because, uh, you know, first Timothy five and fourteen, it, it it takes the 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 wife uh, in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we'll talk about that a little little bit later. But it seems to be biblically correct that the bulk of the responsibility should fall on. The husband. I yeah. mean, that's he's the head. He's the head of the household. So if he's the head of the household. He needs to make sure that that financial support is there. That's, I think that's one of his duties. Now, not to say that the that the wife can't work, and and sometimes it, sometimes it works out real well. Where sometimes the wife is making more money than the husband. I remember. And that's fine. That's and that's, that's fine. okay. And, and uh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, that's 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 you know kind of rare, but but it but it, in our well, society today, it, it does happen. I'll tell you what. You when know? I was when I was in the military, you remember those years uh, yes. that I was uh, I would work with uh, you know you had men and women in the military, and you had yes. some people uh, who were in the Air Force. Both of them were married, and the wife got a rank higher than the husband and was getting more money. Now, I yeah. talked to a few guys who that bothered them a little bit. It bothered mm-hmm. them that their wife was making more money than them and outranked mm-hmm. them, and they had asked me about it, and I'd say, well, if it happened, it wouldn't bother me a bit. As long as she's no, bringing all... As long as she's bringing that money home, bringing that... As long as she's bringing that money home to daddy, it don't bother me. It makes me feel like a bigger man. That's oh, okay. All right. Use the word daddy. Okay. Yeah, bring it home to daddy. I'm you glad know? you use that word. Okay. That's, that's good. Bring it home to daddy. That's, that's good. <laughs> but I don't think but our yeah, chauvinism that, that financial should... financial support is very, very um, important. And I think you covered the scripture, First uh, Timothy 5 and 8. Did, did you or did you not? Well, we did last time, yeah, which says, okay. but if any provide not for his own, and yes. especially for those of his own house, he yes. has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Worse than an infidel. And that's a, hard, that's a charge that definitely uh-huh. provision. Uh, that's why desertion is such a horrible thing. It should not be, you know, even considered. Uh, definitely, that's why desertion and adultery are reasons for divorce, that there must be. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we can argue about how well the support should be. I don't think that, uh, in other words, the job that uh, the husband has, that's what he has. Uh, right. If he can make more, make more. But the bottom line is he is supposed to be the one to support. If the wife can work, it's fine. It, nothing wrong with that at all. But if push comes to shove, it probably, no doubt, has to fall on him. And, and then, too, I think another thing that we could put out there is that um, um, 
looking at this whole financial support and a husband, you know, bringing in uh, in most in in some cases. Well, we just say in some cases where he's bringing in, you know, he's the one that's bringing in the finances, and the wife is at home, you know, because you have some women who are homeschooling, and so uh, uh, really, when, when I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, whatever the support is, you know, that's how you can be supported. And that also can mean, for example, if the husband is working at White Castle, then you have to be content with a White <laughs> Castle-type living situation until he can do better. Mm-hmm. You know, but there are some women who put a high, you know, with no the financial support that comes in, he has to make at least, um, you know, a six-figure income. And that's not always, um, that doesn't always happen. You know, everybody doesn't make a bring in a six-figure income. Um, I remember, and, and you have to be content. You know, Paul talks about that, being, in, being content in the state that you're in. Yeah, Philippians 4.12. You, should, uh, you, should, you, should, you should, should stay there. But sometimes that's all a person, for example, if, if, if you have the husband who's, a, who's, who's going to school, he's trying to finish up his degree. He's going to school full time, okay, and then he's, you know, he's working. The only thing he can do is like maybe work at a restaurant for time being, you know. Then you have to look at the bigger picture. But you have some people who say, no, 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 no. What I consider having financial support in the home is he has to be making at least six six figures. Now, that's not well. What happens is one thing I can say though, uh, uh, Mary, if that's what they want, then that's what they better marry. But don't marry someone who's making lesser than that and then complain. And they complain, mm-hmm. and that's usually what happens. You know that 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 happens. So, but the main thing is just you know, um, you know that financial support is very it's it's very important to have in the, in that marital relationship. That's for sure. Well, you're very you're, you're you're right on that, and we've got another challenge that gets us into another aspect of that. And if mm-hmm. I could uh, uh, be open uh, with those listening, when you married me, you sure didn't marry Prince Charming. I didn't have a castle. Oh no, to... <laughs> no! You know, as a matter of fact, I was I was I was still in high school. Well, but. And and, and and you were you were a student at yeah, Wayne State, and I, we just would I not. Did, I did not have a. Into that I did not have do, a. I, listen, I won't go into details, but it was no, pretty I'm bad. Until we do a conference or a <laughs> okay. seminar. But I I did not have a castle to bring you to. I didn't have no you fancy sure car. <laughs> I didn't have a lot going on at first, yeah. but God God has been good over the years. It's really uh, been good, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk, if you do want to call in and talk about this, we've got a challenge now that we're going to go back to in just a minute. But if you want to t- comment on anything that me and Sister Moss has been talking about, you can call. And also, if you have any questions about the Bible at all, the number to call is area code 866 Area code 866-423-9578. And uh, we've got to take a break, and we'll be right back. Come and be a part of an extraordinary adventure to Israel. The Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, December 2nd through 11th, 2019. Join Faith Talk Detroit for a 10-day expedition to the Holy Land that will change your life. You'll get insights into Israel's fascinating past, dynamic present, and promising future. All in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. December 2nd through 11th, 2019. Register today. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com. Keyword Israel. Chris McCourtney from Faith Talk Detroit and now Salem Surround, our brand new digital marketing business specifically designed for your small to mid-sized church. 
We began providing these vital services last year, and the interest has been overwhelming. So much so, we've created our own division serving your church's need for SEO, SEM, native advertising, inexpensive church websites, targeted email, geo-targeting, and so much more. The difference is, and this is critical for busy pastors, we're here to execute these digital advertising solutions with weekly results updates, personal contact and support for your campaign, constant improvement in copy and targeting tactics for maximum results for your church. Book your appointment today and find out more about Salem Surround at SalemSurroundDetroit.com. That's SalemSurroundDetroit.com. You're not missing the Jewish Hour. Now you can hear the Jewish Hour on demand. Same great interviews, news from Israel, Jewish music, insights and stories. Find the Jewish Hour on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be here for you. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and His majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now is your opportunity, especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports, as Laura's story leads us in our worship and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. Tonight's Bible Talk program is pre-recorded and we will not be taking any phone calls. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Moss and Sister Moss both here. Say hello, honey. Well, hello. Hello to our listening audience. So glad you've tuned in and uh, pray that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. All right. And before we go to our challenge, uh, uh, Mary, we've got uh, Ann on the line. and looks like she wants to make a comment or something. Let's talk to Ann. Hello, Ann. How you doing? Hi, Pastor Moss, and hi, First Lady Moss. Hi, how are you? I love you so much. You know what? I listen to uh when I, I think when I first started listening, oh, I think you guys worked on radio, and then you went to television also. That's correct. And mm-hmm. I just used to be so tickled how y'all look just like a, a, a little couple just, uh, uh, made in heaven. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just made in heaven. <laughs> and I love y'all. I love y'all very, very much. And uh, I, I, this is the question I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the scripture says that um, many are the afflictions 
of the righteous, but God delivers them out of, out of them all. But this is what I like to know is that um, do that mean sickness or do that mean does that mean anything going through in their minds or uh, struggling with anything or anything? But they, a person is sincerely saved but struggling. But does that mean for for just anything or? Well, that means I what it says. It means for sickness. I thought it meant. No, it means just as you say. It means everything. Affliction means affliction, and so all. No matter what the affliction is, that scripture applies to it. Yeah, it doesn't just uh, focus on sickness alone because that's not the only kind of affliction that uh, a person can be dealing with. So, no, uh, it 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 uh, has it covers a whole lot of it. Okay, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. I would say. Okay. And another one more question. Um, i like to know what is the um, real way of baptism, because some people say it's just Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and then some people say Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Jesus' name. And then the last one is, do you have, do you must be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues in order to enter the kingdom of heaven? and be baptized in Jesus' name. Which which one is it? Well, well, I would say this, first of all, and I'm going to ask Sister Marcia a question. You said something that uh, jogs my yes, memory. I want First Lady to say something. To uh, yeah, back in the past, we had a situation. Amen. <laughs> but a person uh, is not saved by speaking in tongues, but they can speak in tongues if God wants them to, if that's the gift he wants them to have. But but there are many people who get saved and have never spoken in tongues at all. Salvation is based upon trusting in and believing in Jesus Christ. And as soon as you trust in him and believing in him, you receive the Holy Spirit. It's not like after you uh, accept Jesus, you've got to go around and wait for some manifestation. That happened in the book of Acts for a reason. But over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 uh, and uh, verse 3, it's clear. Where, it, uh, where Paul writes, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So if you can say uh, that Jesus is Lord, okay, and that is a, something that you say and you believe, then you're automatically saved based upon that con- confession, if it's true. And you, you receive the Holy Spirit right then, regardless of whether you've spoken in tongues or not. Okay? And so that's what we have to emphasize and what we need to emphasize in the church. I have no trouble with speaking in tongues because I have the gift, and so does Sister Moss. In fact, I remember that— uh, I bet y'all do. <laughs> but, well, well, what happens is uh, uh, she, no spoke in, she spoke in tongues before I did. And uh, oh, in fact, what happens is, remember, Mary, you had a, a dream. I, I Tell about forget. the dream. Tell about the I dream you had. I cannot forget in, 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 in uh, Victorville, California. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And what happened? Tell them about the dream. You're from First Lady. Pardon? You're from California? No, no. We were actually stationed. We were stationed in Victorville, California. Yeah. And, oh, uh, and the Lord, okay. the Lord um, gave me a dream mm-hmm. twice regarding uh, speaking in tongues. And I remember um, the hubby and my pastor took me to the side and said, you know what, you've had that dream twice, so more than likely that's a confirmation that eventually you will. 
and eventually I did. But that's what happened. When you told me, when she asked me, she asked me, uh, she said, I had this dream twice. What do you think? Now, I didn't know for sure, but I do remember uh, uh, if God reveals something to you twice, you got this from Genesis, then it must be that it's coming. That's where you took me. That's exactly where you took me. And and, and she spoke in tongues. And then later on, I said, uh, you know, I'm already saved. We're already saved. It's not like we're, you know, trying to do this for salvation. We're already saved. But then I said, Lord, you gave it to her. Where's mine? You were jealous. Honestly, I'll be... Uh, what, what happened was, she sure was first. But but I was jealous, and I went to a, a service that was held on base. We were we were in the Air Force at that time, and I went to a service that was on the base. And it just happened that they were praying for people to receive uh, uh, the gift of tongues at that time. And so when they asked for it, I came down, and in that meeting, then uh, I received the gift as well. So. God is good, but, but people Lord need to know, though, man. that there's some people, now remember, that never get that gift, because God, right, now re- remember, Ann, that there's some people, God doesn't give the same gifts to everybody. Some people are saved, born again, yeah, and, and don't, you know, don't, you don't need to speak in tongues to go to heaven. Uh, he it says no, we need to. Say you must I know, that. but that, that's where the problem is. Jesus well, Jesus' name, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is the name, in other words, of Jesus. It means Him. When He says baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, He's talking about the authority of God because He is God. Uh-huh. So I don't know what to believe because. Well, believe the Bible. So, uh, believe the Bible. I was baptized by the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, because I grew up apostolic. Right. Well, if you're baptized and, and you believe, if you believed in Jesus you know, Christ, and if you believed in Jesus Christ, you still are saved. However, had you been baptized uh, just in the, uh, in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or in Jesus' name, it, it, uh, they're all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. I know it does. I know it. In fact, the argument that they have is they say, well, you can't be baptized in the titles because the titles are not the name. That's not true. It's false logic. In other words, all through the Bible, if you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, well, guess what? Jesus is his name, but Christ is the title. Christ is still in it. Regardless of which way you look at it, that's not important. People make too big a deal out of it, and that's not the key thing to worry about. Well, thank you. We lo- love yeah, talking to you. Make you confused, like you know. Yeah, it's unfortunately it does for a lot of people. That's where I was brought up at. So, yeah. And, All right. Well, know. thank you for calling. We appreciate it, Ann. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Mary, I'm surprised you remember that. Remember that back in the day, huh? I sh- well, I remember that. As a matter of fact, um, in the prophecy class yesterday, I was talking to uh, the uh, young lady who was a former Catholic, and we were talking about that exact subject about tongues. And uh, I told her what happened to me and what happened to you, so I remember every detail. As a matter of fact, I remember you received it by a Presbyterian minister right. yep. who laid hands yep. on you. That's Chaplain exactly how it happened. in the service. Yeah. And it's amazing yeah. how shortly after after you received it, I received it. I was I was looking for it then. I say, wait, Lord. Well, I, I guess the Lord <laughs> thought he had better bless you so you wouldn't walk around being jealous. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. So people who want to challenge my Pentecostal background, now you know. I'm just one of those uh, who believes in the gifts of the Spirit, but I happen to be biblical. The Bible does That's not right. say you have to speak in tongues. There are many mm-hmm. people, great saints of God, who haven't. And it really bothers some folks who are Pentecostal when I don't, uh, or 
at least that they, if, 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 because they're Pentecostals who don't believe you have to speak in tongues. But if that group that believes you do, they have trouble with me because I speak in tongues, but I did not do that to get saved. I did it because God gave me the gift and I am saved. And you can be a great servant of God without speaking in tongues. I mean, That's come right. on. That's right. Let's mm-hmm. just stick to the Bible. Uh, Sister Moss, we, we might not uh, be able to talk about any more challenge because we have so many callers. We're going to talk to Alvin right now in Detroit. Hello, Alvin. Pastor Moss, how are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm good. Listen, I'm kind of I'm kind of like a babe in my theology and studying the Bible. I need I need someone of your high degree and caliber of theology. Yeah, right. And understand yeah. the word. <laughs> right. I know who you are, Alvin. What's your question? <laughs> what what does it mean to be backslidden? For a Christian to be backslidden, what does that mean? Well, backsliding would be, uh, if we compare it to what uh, backsliding means, it means to move back from things that you've already affirmed and asserted uh, in terms of your walk with the Lord. So backsliding uh, then, is, it's, it, it, it refers to someone who is a Christian who is not acting in ways that a Christian should. Okay. So could it be, um, could, the argument is, is that if you were, if you were born again, Mm-hmm. And um, you 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 were single and you were celibate, but then all of a sudden you uh, got into a relationship and you uh, was in a relationship and you were fornicating. Could that would that qualify as backslidden? Yeah, if in fact you were truly slave, saved. Yeah, if you're truly saved, then that's what backsliding means that you're not doing you're not acting like a saved person is supposed to be acting. Now that does not mean that you uh, were not were not were not saved, but it could be. But also it could mean that you're backsliding. You need to repent and go back to doing the things that you did before. Because that's exactly what Jeremiah 3 and verse 14 tells us, doesn't it? It says, when he's dealing with Israel, he says, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord. That's the first thing, that backsliding children, they repent. Okay? He says, For I am married unto you. So here's the thing. Even though they had, had sinned, God still says, I still have a covenant with you. And I will take you one of a city and two of a family and will bring you to Zion. So, so backsliders can, in fact, you, you can't find anybody in the Bible who didn't backslide except for, uh, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Joseph was a good guy, but even he, no doubt. So, yeah, backsliding is something that believers do, unfortunately. Right. So, and, and the reason I asked is because I had a conversation with someone and um, the question was asked, can Christians backslide? And I said, yes. Yeah. Uh, but. With another person, I discussed this, and they, they seem to believe that if, if a Christian backslid, then they were no longer saved. And I was like, that's absolutely not true. If you're born again, if you're saved, you're saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because you backslide doesn't mean that you lose your salvation. No, no, it doesn't. You lose, you lose your intimacy with God, your, your intimacy and your closeness. And your fellowship. Suffers. Right, your, your fellowship. Well, that's what I mean. So, so that suffers. But your union with God does not. Absolutely right. That's why he says that he's married to the backslider. You see, the Bible really is so clear in what it says. Married to the backslider. So if you're married to the person... That's what I quoted to. Yeah. And you turn him to the right place. If you're married to the backslider, then evidently what that means is there's still a, a connection. What happens is, though, here's the other scripture that needs to be taken into consideration discussing this. 2 Corinthians 13.5, written to the Christian church, where Paul writes, Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you're not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates, and that means counterfeits. Some who are saying they're Christian or not. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the trouble with backsliding. I stress to them that we're not talking about those that have a said faith, but rather a sound faith. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about eternal. I said, I'm not talking about eternal presumption. I'm talking about eternal security. Uh-huh. So for those, it's possible for an individual who has really been born again to fall and, 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 and experience a backslidden state. Yep. And, 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 and I don't believe they should stay in it, but. Well, you're exactly right, and it's also true for a person to be in the church, have heard all the messages, come there, got their Bible, and not even know the Lord. And that's why it says in verse 6 here, uh, but I trust that you shall know that you are not reprobates, because you definitely could be one. And backsliding doesn't help you in terms of um, uh, being too secure, so definitely something we need to stay away from. Thank you for calling, brother. Good to have you here on the air with me and Sister Moss. Any comments about that, Mary? Yeah, you know, when, when when that backsliding can really be something else, and 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 I I, I kind of would like to describe it like this, you know, when a Christian because Christians do backslide, you know, we we know that that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, and and to me, backsliding is simply doing the moonwalk. You know, you walk oh, backwards. Compared it to you're Michael walking, Jackson, look at it. You're, you're walking backwards. <laughs> you're walking backwards, and we're we're told to go forward. You can run the race doing the moonwalk, going backwards. You must run the race moving forward. And the thing about it, you know, you have some Christians, you have some Christians who are so steadfast in that moonwalking uh, pastor until when every time you see him, how you doing? Oh, pray for me. I'm backslid. Five years later, oh, how you doing? I'm still moonwalking. Pray for me. How, and ten years later, how you doing? I'm still moonwalking. And there, you know, when, when they have that type of testimony, you'd have to kind of, you know, that's something where possibly you, you have to examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. Because if you can stay backslidden for years and years and years, and every time I turn around, you're doing the moonwalk, it's something wrong there. Well, what something happens, Mary, I would say this. If you can sin continually and it mm-hmm. does not bother you, it doesn't right. bother you, then right. that's a good indication that you might not even you be saved. Not be saved. Now, as long as there's a conscience that can be, uh, uh, even though a person indulges in it more than once or falls, mm-hmm. a fall mm-hmm. is a fall. You want to get up. But mm-hmm. when you fall yeah. Yeah. and you say, uh, not the people who say, I've fallen and I can't get up, but you fall and say, I don't want to get up, then, get up. then you've got to ask yourself the question. That's when a person yeah. who is consistent, mm-hmm. they're consistent in their, their backslidden condition, you know, they're comfortable in it. You know, you have to say, well, goodness gracious, I want to, you know, I don't know. You know, that's why Paul said, examine yourself. Absolutely. Because if you can, if you can be comfortable in your black, back slitten state and be consistent with it, then you have to, it's, it's something kind of wrong with that picture. But but once again, the guy said he's married to the backslider, but that doesn't mean you stay back there. That's right. And it doesn't mean that just because you say you backslide and you, you're backsliding, you might be just a slider. Listen, we go. got Tim. Absolutely. We got Tim in Sterling Heights. Hello, Tim. How you doing? I'm backslid now. <laughs> Don't say that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's God, God's a good God. Because I, I did some stuff back in my day, too. The, whoa. Well, who hasn't? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's having to be a lonely place if it wasn't for grace. Man. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm taking it to Job. I've been studying Job again. And this is. Jury's out, Moses write it, and I, I'm using my study Bible instead of just reading through it. And uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, Tim, we're right on a break. Can you hang on? You're very interesting. We're going to get right back with you. Wednesday on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg issues a sobering reminder. If you're waiting till tomorrow to begin to live for Jesus Christ... 
Tomorrow's too late. If you're waiting for when you sort yourself out, the Bible never encourages us to live like that. And today, this moment, is the only moment that you have to live for Jesus Christ. Don't miss this important message Wednesday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk, Detroit. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-691-9999. That's 800-691-9999. 800-691-9999. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to Save the Children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888 888- Eight eight four four eight three six. You can give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. Come and be a part of an extraordinary adventure to Israel. The Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, December second through eleventh, twenty nineteen. Join Faith Talk Detroit for a 10-day expedition to the Holy Land that will change your life. You'll get insights into Israel's fascinating past, dynamic present, and promising future, all in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. December 2nd through 11, 2019. Register today. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com. Keyword, Israel. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss and Sister Moss here on the Relationship Wednesday program as now we do it both together and loving it. You can call with any questions you have about the Word of God. We had a challenge, but uh, however, the calls have been coming in, so we're going to continue to deal with the calls. And I told Sister Moss she does not have the radio experience that I do, so she's always nervous. Do we have enough to cover? Listen, when you get on subjects and you talk about the Bible, it invites conversation, and so we do welcome you to the phone. We've got uh, Tim Sterling Heights. What's on your mind, Tim? Anyway. So I'm, hi, Sister Moss. I'm sorry, I forgot to say hi. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I haven't read my book yet, but I'm good. <laughs> okay, well, we want you to work on it now. <laughs> I I will. 
I so so I decided to finish Ecclesiastics. We talked about that, and you were right when I got to chapter twelve. It all made sense. Okay. Um, now I'm into Job. That's the book I decided to study this time. And the jury's out. Did Solomon write it? Did Moses write it? I'm not concerned about that. You know, it's pretty obvious Job didn't write it because of what he was going through. But how is it whoever the author was could be so definitive on the Lord and Satan having such a specific conversation about, you know, just take away his stuff and he will leave him. I mean, how can it be so specific on that conversation, the writer, whoever it was? Well, here's the question. Once you challenge that, then you say, well, since I don't know who wrote it, then definitely that would lead to the next conclusion, then how did he get this stuff? I think that Job is the one responsible for it. We know that in terms of um, ancient literature, Job actually is even, uh, uh, he's older than Abraham. Uh, but we remember, we know that back in the day, based upon ancient tradition, that a lot of things were passed down orally before they were written. And oral communication, we found out from roots even, right? That uh, the great uh, African community was the same for ancients, where things were passed down very specifically from, uh, from, word, uh, from word of mouth until they got into written form. So I, first of all, I don't challenge the authorship of Job, whether he wrote it himself or communicated it through an amanuensis, which would be a secretary. That was what was responsible for much of uh, writing. They had people to write it down for them. Uh, uh, I have no problem tracking its authorship. And the Bible is the Word of God. So given that it is the Word of God, this isn't the only place in the Word of God where we see uh, God communicating with man. Tim, we see that in uh, Ezekiel, we see it in Isaiah, we see it in Moses, we see it in Paul. So that doesn't give um, any trouble for someone who believes in the inspiration and illumination of Scripture. Well, I, you know, I believe it mm-hmm. absolutely with all my heart. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was asked that question, and I... Well, I'm, I'm all open for of... questions, you know. But yeah, you're right. No, I, no, not I don't blame you. For me to you, I was asked to quite that question by somebody else, Oh yeah, I fumbled the ball. Oh. I didn't have the answer for him, so I want to go back with. Well, the only thing I would ask him also, if he says how, all we can explain is that the Bible is the Word of God. God spoke, uh, and it was recorded. Now, if he wants to challenge the accuracy of the text, or the, in other words, everyone accepts documents unless they have evidence that those documents have some kind of error in them. So, well, this, the answer I gave him was this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I. See how close the friends of Job, you sin, you sin, you sin, you this, you that, the other. But the very last one, the youngest one, I forgot his name. He actually quotes in Job, God does speak to you, sometimes in a dream, sometimes in. So that's what my answer was. I said, God speaks to people. And he will. So, and I used, I used Job to defend Job. I don't know. Well, well, in other words, well, if he accepted that, that is, it, it is fine. You talk about the uh, the speech of the final uh, uh, person there, uh, Eliphaz. But basically, if that answers it, then, but that of course is based upon the fact that you believe in the Bible. What I'm saying is, and and, uh, and if that is acceptable, it's good. But no documents are can be questioned. Unless someone, in other words, everyone who makes a statement of fact bears a burden of proof. The person who says it's true, they bear a burden of proof. But the person who says it's false also has to. 
They bear a burden of proof. Why is it false? Why should I not trust Job and I can trust uh, Charlemagne's writings or Alexander the Great's writings or Plato's writings or anybody's writings? It's going to basically we have, uh, we have to sign the same t- uh, test to all ancient literature. So that's a good answer. I love just going to the Bible, but when they challenge it, uh, they have some. They got to come with some kind of evidence. In other words, for them to not believe, they've got to have evidence, just like I have to have evidence to believe. Right. So, well, that was my quick answer to him. I said, "Well, I'm going to take you right back to Eliphaz, and you know, God, God, every every word of this Bible is the word of God, well, and it's written under you know His inspiration. Period. End of story." And then I took him to Eliphaz. God does speak to you sometimes in a dream, sometimes, you know. That kind of thing. Well, first of all, though, but I always would think, I think questions sometimes are the best thing. I would, I like to ask people, why is it that you do not believe? Yeah, I probably should have done yeah. that. Yeah, and once you find out what their non-belief is based on, then you know how to approach it. Are they looking for extra biblical support? Are they looking for language analysis? What exactly do they want? That's And oftentimes, Tim, not only you, but it's been my experience as a, as a teacher of the Bible that many times Christians get in conversations with people who doubt the Bible, and we try to to answer a question too quickly when really we need to find out exactly what do you mean when you say you don't believe it, okay? So yeah, I'll go that approach next time. That's all right, buddy. Thank you for calling. We appreciate your call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Moss and Sister Moss. Mary, you still hanging on? I am still hanging on. I'm still, still thinking of, I'm thinking yes. about that next issue, and actually, I almost rather than throw it out as a challenge, I, I probably just want to talk about it, where we were talking about the domestic support in marriage. Okay. All right, yeah. That yeah. is a very, very important one. Could you read that verse for us in First Timothy uh, five? And what is it? Uh, 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 six, fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah. It says, "Therefore, I desire that the younger women marry." Bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. But there's a charge here to marry and bear children and manage the house. Mm. Manage the house. Now, honey, let me ask you this now. (laughs) Now, wait, wait. And then you had nerve enough to say it two times. Uh, so okay. now then you, know, you try kind of hard wait, to wait a manage minute. the house and manage the job. Okay, oh, good. hang know. on. Me and you are about to get into a debate soon as we come back. This debate That's time. Good to me. Listen, call a neighbor, call a friend, Pastor Moss, Sister Moss about to debate. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Hugh Hewitt for Townhall.com. When Democrats demanded President Trump release the transcript of his phone call with Ukraine's President Zelensky, the president quickly did so. Even though such a precedent is deeply disturbing when one considers the need for any president to be able to assure their counterparts of confidentiality. Now the tables have turned. Democrats staged a showy hearing in the House Intelligence Committee last week, featuring former Special Envoy to Ukraine Kurt Volker. Selected tiny bits of the proceedings were leaked in an attempt to bolster the Democrats' threadbare argument that a quid pro quo happened. Republicans in the hearing say the full testimony reveals exactly the opposite, that there was no quid pro quo. But Adam Schiff, the chair, won't release the transcript of the hearing after he demanded that Trump release the transcript of the call. Which one has something to hide? The gravity of impeachment and the polarized nature of today's political environment demands transparency. Release the transcript, Adam Schiff. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win the Daryl Wood Show. Terrorism, economic uncertainty. 
nuclear instability. The United States faces these and many other global dangers nearly every day. We face even greater risks against the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, social infighting, as bad actors want nothing more than to destroy our way of life. We are facing a war for America's soul, and now is the time to rise up to protect conservative ideals. Join the Patriot on Saturday, November 2nd for the War for America's Soul Tour, an event like none other. With Sean Hannity, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and other special guests, you will be ready to give an intelligent answer to assaults from the far left. The War for America's Soul Tour is coming to Detroit on Saturday, November 2nd. Visit PatriotDetroit.com for details and to buy your tickets today. That's PatriotDetroit.com. Bullying is a real thing. And Jonathan McKee says, whether you know it or not, your kids are involved. Our kids are either the bully, the bullied, or the bystander. And the question I ask parents all the time is, which one's your kid? How do we talk to our kids about bullying? And what do we do if we find out they're involved? We'll talk with Jonathan McKee about that next time on Family Life Today. Listen for Family Life Today, weekday mornings at 730 National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base. Like digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, they need to find your business, not the competition. Your contact information needs to be accurate and all over the web. You need the right tools to turn visitors into leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surrounddetroit.com. Surrounddetroit.com. Connecting you with new customers. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Moss and Emory Moss. And if you enjoy this program and Bible Talk in general, we do encourage you to send donations to P.O. Box 05879, that's P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. All right, Sister Moss, here we go. Okay. We're looking at 1 Timothy 5.14, where it says, I will, therefore, that the younger women marry, bear children, guide, or as you say, manage the house, give Uh none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Now, Uh when it says, if the husband is the head of the home, just like you said when you called in earlier, just to Uh make me feel good, okay? (laughs) Oh, I didn't say to make you feel good. (laughs) I'm only kidding, honey. I'm only kidding. I won't get in trouble. I said it because because it's biblical. It's it's biblical, okay. Well, what is the what does it mean then? Then how can the woman be the manager or guide of the house if the husband is the head? What is this talking about? What, you, what is five fourteen talking about? Absolutely, it, it, it says exactly what it says that the woman should be able to manage the house. You know, to care to care for the things in the home because oftentimes the husband's outside the home; he's working. Okay. So when he's outside the home working, in most cases, it's a nine-to-five job, okay? Mm-hmm. So he can't be there to do those things. So if the wife is there, then she's doing those things. 
Right. So even though we know that there are these uh, these uh, uh, guys now that, you know, stay home sometimes if the wife is working, yeah, they that call can happen. Stay home dad. Yeah. Yes. And, and there's no problem with that. No, but typically no still, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, in all these centuries and years that the male is still the, the you know, is, if it comes, if push comes to shove, as we've said, he's the sole provider. Absolutely. So, so in yeah, this scenario, absolutely. then, what it says is that if, if the woman is to manage the home or guide it, then definitely uh, that means that the wife is in a leadership position just as he is, even though he's the head of the house. Would that be yes. good to and say? Yes, role should be respected, you know? Mm-hmm. It should be respected. When you say yeah. respected, what do you mean? Well, because you have some you have some husbands who they come across in a dis, uh, 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 dis, um, uh, disrespected way, by belittling what the wife is doing at home. Well, you're here all day. You're not doing anything. No, no, no. Oftentimes in the home, if there are kids involved, the mother, she's taking them to ballet lessons. Uh, She's washing dishes when they're babies. She's washing, well, they don't wash diapers anymore, so let me throw that out. They have pampers, throw away (laughs) away diapers now. But, But inside that home, it entails a lot, just like, Outside the home, when the husband is working, the nine-to-five job, that entails a lot. But they both should be respected. I have to respect you for what you're doing outside the home, and you have to respect me for what I'm doing inside the home. You know, there were times when you were doing ministry where when our kids were growing up, you know, we had our one son, in particular our youngest son, who was played basketball. I had to be a basketball mom. I had to be, I was a lunch mom. I was a, a volunteer mom doing things up at the school. Um, you know, you didn't have time for that. But those those are all, you know, what I call domesticated things. And it entails a lot. And often with the, uh, with, with the wife, you know, her, it, it, her job, it doesn't end. You know, it's like around the clock because, you know, when the babies are sick, oftentimes the, the mother is up, you know, patting the baby, trying to rock the baby to sleep, you know, and the husband is sleeping so usually so he can get up the next day and go to work, you know. So this this entails a lot. Managing that house, it, it entails a lot, and it should be respected. And husbands have to make sure that they don't come across in a disrespectful way but say, oh, well, you're just at home all day. You're not doing anything. No, that's not true. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, now here's the thing. I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. However, okay, Next time on the program, we've got a few minutes left, but I'm going to talk about something. I'm going to talk about how that even though what you said is absolutely true, and maybe Uh it's because uh, some men don't appreciate it, but a lot of times I think it's just because of the way women see their role. Many women do not understand this, okay? And I'm going to tell them the name of a woman that I had to set straight on this. Can I do that? You said a woman? Okay, yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Is that all right with you? It's all right. Not today. Everybody's going to have to call. Listen to our next Wednesday program. On the next Wednesday program, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell about a woman that I had to set straight on this. And it really surprised me. Uh, because of the fact that it's cl- it's clear to me. Now, there might be a lot of people, especially guys, who get angry with me with what I'm about to reveal. Next time. Oh, I, I think I know exactly what, what, what you're talking about. They might yeah. be angry, but uh, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, and it re- and, and that it was revealed to me how bad this is when I was just shocked at what I heard this woman say. All right? Yes. 
Yes, So that will happen next time. And then, of course, we can continue with our challenges. But as you see, Mary, there's a lot to talk about in the Word of God, about relationships and about oh, marriage and yeah. family. So we're yeah. never done. So we will continue uh, uh, with it. Uh, domestic support, we looked at it. There's a place for the husband in there. There's a place for the wife in there. And then... Um, uh, so we'll be right back to that. And then we want to remind people about the Monday night Bible study where we're dealing with being black and gay in the church this Monday. Yes, that's coming up this Monday. And um, you kicked it off this past Monday and had a great time, had a great turnout. And uh, I really admonish our listening audience to come out and be a part of this um even, even being a member of the church, most churches don't have a Monday night Bible study, so you are welcome to come out on uh, this coming Monday because uh, there are things that's happening um, in Christendom that would shock you. You know, people who are supporting this whole idea about being a homosexual, you know, people in the church. And so a uh, very good film, a lot of good information, good teaching. So invite you once again to come out this coming Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Yeah, right at we had people, 10709 Grand River. We had people with what we showed this time. Many of them were ooing and eyeing at, at some I of the know, things that I you're know. able to see. Yeah. But well, we, you know, when I actually got a little glimpse of it prior to um, going out to the Bible study, I had to go ooh and ah. And one of my favorite people, well, one of them that like his music, but goodness, I was just shocked. I was shocked at him agreeing with this whole idea about and embracing this whole idea about being homosexual. And how people can stay at churches where the pastor in the pulpit has mm-hmm. no problem with homosexuality, I just don't understand. And I'm not talking about, I don't understand you know, either. definitely everybody deals with sin, but we are dealing with a sin that folks don't even want to admit is one. And we're compromising it. with it. So That's Monday Night Bible idea. Study is dealing with that and other things as well. We're in the book of Galatians. We encourage you to come Monday, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River in Oakland. And we just look for you to be there at Monday night. Uh, this, whether you're a member of Strictly Biblical, this is Bible study that's for everybody. We encourage you to come. Well, honey, our time is up. All right. I've had a great time. I've had a great time. I'll be home momentarily, warm up the dinner. I'm on my way there. God bless bless you. She's a manager of the home. Let's see if she can manage that. All right, good. She really will. She heard me. (laughs) Listen, God bless you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Dominique. Bye bye. God bless. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 